Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash mother. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah calling in from Portland. I have three children and one cat. This is Dimity, and I am in Denver. I'm calling from the big Denver, Colorado, and I've got two kids and one dog, and I am giving you all my vital statistics because we are doing our first ever call-in show today. And to just give a bit of background, we are not truly click and clack, although we aspire to be car talk uh, for the Mother Runner set. But uh, we sort of pre-screened these questions a little bit and got the people lined up and queued up on uh, Skype so that we sort of, okay, know the questions in advance, but we didn't practice or anything. And so that's how it's going to go. And take a listen. Uh, hi, uh, this is Julie, and I'm calling from uh, Evanston, Illinois. Hey, Julie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, good. Good. Tell us what you're up to in the world of running. Well, I am currently training for uh, a half marathon on August 10th. It's the uh, Zuma Chicago, so oh, nice. I'm sure I will see you there. Oh, that's <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Have you yeah. done a uh, women's race before? I have. Well, the the technically, I guess the Disney princess was not all women, but it was mostly women. Oh, yes. So. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. 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 Oh, so were you there in the... In all the... women you're going to get. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I think yeah. 25,000 women counts as all women. Um, so were, yeah. were you there this this winter? Yes. Yes, oh. I was. Oh, we didn't see you there. Oh, uh, you did. Oh, you yeah, did. No. You probably just don't remember me yeah, out no. of the sea of 25,000. Uh, okay, so you got Zuma, but then you have, <laughs> speaking of Disney, you have um, a big first marathon, don't you? Yes, I have decided to train for the 2014 Walt Disney World Marathon. Mm -hmm. And I've been looking at a number of training plans, including uh, the Train Like a Mother uh, Marathon Finish It plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, one question I've had is that most of the beginner training plans uh, seem to top out the long run at 20 miles. And I, I think I sort of understand the rationale for that. But another training plan that I've been looking at is uh, one from Jeff Galloway, and he actually has you go the full 26 miles um, just a few weeks before the scheduled marathon. And uh, I think I sort of understand his rationale for that. Uh, he's uh, having you sort of push the limits of your endurance and also sort of fighting whatever mental demons you might mm -hmm. have about your ability to actually do 26 miles. But uh, I've talked to a few people who seem to think that doing 26 miles just a few weeks before the actual marathon uh, isn't a good idea. Um, they tried it and you know, just really didn't have enough time to recover before race day. Oh. So I was interested in getting your opinion on, you know, do you stop at 20 miles in the training? Do you do the full 26? What, what would be the pros and cons, you think, of each yeah. method? And it's interesting to me that you had this question then when we called for questions um, mm -hmm. 
this Ashley, who's training for the Chicago Marathon, had the exact same question. So oh. it seems like something that's on the mind of people. So, yeah. um, and I'm intrigued also that you have found people who actually have run 26 miles in training before a marathon. Yeah, a couple of people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I don't mean to show any disrespect for the venerable Jeff Galway. Um, mm-hmm. We we um, admire him greatly, but but we definitely stand by the idea of not going more than 20 or 21 miles pre-marathon. You know, mm-hmm. it just really, it breaks down muscle fibers too much to recover during a training cycle. So, yeah. you know, it's one thing to go out and run 26.2 miles on race day, but then hopefully you're going to be recovering afterwards. And yeah. that just to do it, you know, because you're not, you're not tapering or take, you know, maybe you have a day off on a training plan sometimes the day before your long run. But other than that, you're going into it and having to do what you got to do on that day. And it just is so, you know, I mean, running that distance is really hard on the body. And, um, you know, sure, we know that pros do it. I remember um, Olympic marathoner and mom, Kara Goucher, uh, tweeting about her and her training partner, Shalane Flanagan, running 26 miles as prep for the Boston Marathon this year. But, you know, let's let's admit it. You know, they're basically superhuman. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think I qualify. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, the other thing, too, about, you know, you mentioned the mental part, um, Julie. And mm-hmm. I think, you know... The thing about it is if you if you do 20 in training, I feel like that's like doing like 26 on race day mm-hmm. because going into race day, you're going to be tapered and like feeling strong. Your legs are going to be fresh. You are going to be so freaking excited for the, the marathon <laughs> and you're going through Walt Disney World. I mean, it's just it's just a diff. It's like, you know, I mean, 20 slogging out 20 miles by yourself as someone who just did 18 by herself and never wants to do that again. I mean, it is tough. It's a, it is a long way to go and it's, it's mentally hard and it's physically hard because you don't get, like Sarah just said, you might get, you know, you have a day or two of rest of each week in a training plan, but it's not like you get to say, I'm going to take this week off before I do my 18 miler or my 20 miler, you know, you're going in on tired legs. Um, And so, you know, unless you have some very, um, unless you're very, very nervous about, you know, going beyond 20. And in that case, like, like Sarah said, you go 20 or 21 or maybe 22. Even one of the the guiding principles that we have another mother runner is, is it's always best to go into a race under trained instead of over trained. And Mm -hmm. so I, I definitely feel like I agree with Sarah, 26 miles falls into the overtraining category. Yeah. And also, I mean, just the, I don't mean to sound doom and gloomy, but I mean, the kind of the dread of thinking I'm going to go on a 26 mile training run that just, I just kind of can't even imagine getting through my week leading up to that, let alone doing that actual training run. Because as Dimity points out, you know, there's there's nobody cheering for you probably along the way of that of that training run. Yeah. There's you know, there's no aid stations unless you got a really you know um, wonderful family that will you know set one a couple of lemonade stands up for you along the way with some lemonade noon in it, and um, you know, I, it just. You know, our, our training plan we have had from Train Like a Mother. I mean, people have had such great success on them. We see it all the time on our Facebook page and hear it in person from people. And just, I mean, I've followed our Own It plan three times. So I know for a fact that, that it really works. And I have never done more than, I guess, when I PR'd, I did 22 miles um, as a tr- my longest training run. And I think 17 miles of that were at race pace. And that was inc- an incredibly tough, tough run. So, and I felt very much ready on race day, having 22 miles under my belt and just, 
um, you know, see what, see what you're capable of. Cause I mean, to me, that's so much what a race is about is not only seeing what time you come out with, but seeing what you're capable of and, yeah. and drawing on deep reserves and a race lets you do that. And there's some excitement there to say, Oh, okay, well what happens when I go on beyond? So yeah, that would be, that would be our advice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And so when we see you at Zuma in a few weeks, let us know if we if we made you see the light and come to our side. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will do that, definitely. Okay. Thanks. Good luck with things, Julie. All right. Well, thank you. This is Rebecca from Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. Nice. I like it, Rebecca. How's the weather down there? It's hot and humid. Yeah. Like what, like, is it like 90, 90 or what? Like 90% and 90 degrees or so give me, not, make me feel like I I'm living not large. Not quite that bad. Colorado. It's more like, more like 80, 80 right now. It's not too bad, but you know, I don't typically run past 10 in the morning. So if it's more humid later on, I don't know about it. So <laughs> sure, sure. But past 10, I mean, that's still warm, isn't it? 10 in yes. the morning, isn't it pretty warm? Yeah. So I, I try to get out more like at five thirty or six, but sometimes you just have to sleep in and yeah, on, a, on the weekend, I find that I'm like, oh, yeah, do I really need to run at seven? I think eight's just right. fine. <laughs> so um, so tell us what you're training for. I am training for my first marathon in the first week of October. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! What race? Which one are you doing? The Southern Tennessee Plunge. Mm. It's in Winchester, which is just a few hours from me. Mm. Why, why is it called a plunge? Is it downhill? You know, that's a good question. I, I hadn't... I think it's more like just dive in and go for it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I like it. I like it. I like the attitude. Um, so, so you're training for your first one. And what's, what's your question? Well, my question is, is I've been training for 10 weeks now and I've got you know another, oh gosh, 10 weeks, I guess, about to it. But so I really want to, I, I like to have goals and I want to do more marathons. And so is it too ambitious to plan another marathon a month or two after this one when I haven't even done one before like you know how ambitious can I be in planning to go from one race to the next I guess so I I guess I want to know what's your motivation for doing another marathon so close on the heels of the first one I guess to feel like I get the best bang for my buck with all my training (laughs) (laughs) I I feel that I feel that I mean after uh Ironman Coeur d'Alene, I was like, maybe I'll go do Ironman Louisville. Which, I mean, not really, but it was like six weeks later. I'm like, I'm here. I may as well, you know, right. get two for the price of one, right? It's a, it's a buy one, get one. Um, well, I know speaking from personal experience, after I finished my first marathon, I like never, ever wanted to do another marathon. Um, and, you know, I eventually got over that. Maybe like 16 months later, I did another one and I've done 10 total. So I've totally gotten over it. But like, I think what you might be underestimating is how much a marathon takes out of you and that, that it's, yeah, mm. yes, you're fully prepped, but you kind of, if, if you think of it as saving up like money for it, like you definitely blow all your cash on the day. And that, <laughs> um, um, I mean, Dimity, you can, you can speak to this. You just, I hear you just, you know, did a marathon as part of an Ironman. Um, I did. I did. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, so the typical kind of the experts formula for recovery after a race is that you do, you kind of take as many easy days as you, as miles you raced. So after mm-hmm. a 5k, you're going to have, you know, three easy days. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be on the couch, you know, um, which you're probably not going to be on the couch anyway, but, <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? Like you can go for a walk, you could go for an easy, you know, two, three mile run. You could go for a spin on your bike, but you're not out there, you know, doing a long run or doing hill repeats or something like that. So 
if you follow that, I mean, a marathon is almost a month of recovery. Um, And you may not need quite that much. I mean, maybe more like, you know, three weeks might be more suitable. But um, I just think you might be setting yourself up for injury um, or burnout or Mm -hmm. both Mm -hmm. um, by doing another race of that same distance right after that. I mean, if I were you, um, uh, I would probably go do your marathon in October, see how it goes, see how you feel after. And I would probably target like either a 10K or a half marathon in December Mm -hmm. because you could really ride that fitness still, obviously. Um, and 13 is going to feel just glorious oh. after 26. <laughs> it's going deli- and- to feel deliciously short compared to, yeah, no. yeah. And you can kind of go see, you know, go see what you're, you know, you could push your pace and, you know, maybe, you know, say you run 10 minute miles in the marathon, like see if you could run nine minute miles for, for 13 miles, you know, just kind of see, go for a different goal, I guess, instead of just trying to complete okay. the distance, mm-hmm. try to go a little faster. That's probably what I would do. I mean, after my Ironman, I mean, I'm thinking like I was just telling Sarah, I think I want to do a sprint triathlon, which, you know, is going to be, you know, a, a lot shorter, but it's kind of fun. Like, oh my gosh, a 12 mile bike ride. Like how fast can I go? You know, that's, it's just kind right. of fun. So, um, that's, that's what I would do to, I mean, after my first marathon, I waited <laughs> a decade to do my second one. So but you might not want, you might want to fall somewhere in between, you know, that and the advice I just gave you. Okay. No, that sounds good. Cause I do want to get faster and I'm, I'm really starting to, now that I'm, I'm, you know, I've had four kids, so I'm trying to kind of reclaim my body now that I'm not going to get pregnant anymore and keep interrupting all of my fitness mm-hmm. goals. And sure. And sure. so it's, I just feel really ambitious. Like I just want to get faster and I want to actually get competitive. And nice. Sure. So, which is awesome. You know, we love that. And we love your ambition. I mean, don't get us wrong, but the, the, the worst thing that's going to happen is if you, you know, sign up for another marathon, say at the end of November, you finish in October and you've got like a little niggly knee thing, say, you know, but you're like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta keep going to that one. And then you push yourself over the edge and then you can't run at all, you know? Mm, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the marathon is going to be such great, great base of training. So you can build off of that and add some speed in there. And, you know, like Dimity's suggestion of a dis- early, maybe early December race, you're going to have almost two months you know, you'd recover for a bit of that and then um, throw in some speed workouts. You know, November would be your month of speed type thing and then un- mm-hmm. unleash it and see what you can do in December. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good because I need a goal. I need, I'm, I need a, I, I won't push myself if I don't have something really specific yeah. I'm working towards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think, I, I mean, having uh, done a bunch of stories for Runner's World, I mean, you know, one of the um, tips that, that circles around a lot of my head is that you can kind of have two goal races a year. That doesn't mean that you race twice a year, but you have like two races where you really mm. have prepared well and that you focused on and, you know, you can race leading up to that race. But, you know, so maybe because you're, you know, you're kind of looking at a short end of 2013, maybe it is a, as a marathon and a half marathon, but then maybe planning out next year, maybe, you know, you do another half marathon, you know, say in May and then do a fall marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of, I mean, because I think, you know, because it sounds like you do have some time goals and some performance goals. So, I mean, it's one thing to just to just continue to race, which is fine. You know, if you just want to, like, if you want to get in 13 half marathons in 2013, that's great. <laughs> um, but if you want to try and go faster in each race, that's going to be tough to do with that kind of schedule. You know what I'm saying? Right. I see. Yeah. So, so yeah. So if you have, so just, uh, so pick a couple, couple strong races in, in, and keep your eye on the prize. Awesome. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Rebecca. Great. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.
This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. And one audiobook I highly recommend is The Engagements by J. Courtney Sullivan. I just finished listening to that. It's 16 hours and 50 minutes, so it carried me through a lot of runs. I just love that book. I found it so, dare I say, engaging. Um, It weaves together, it's a novel, weaves together a few different stories and the history of diamond engagement rings. I just, I'm sort of in a little bit of a funk now that that book's over because I miss it so much. So for a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash mother. That's audiblepodcast.com. This is Victoria. I am calling from Orlando and I have a seven month old little girl. Oh, congratulations. Thank you so much. How's it going? So far, so good. Uh, I sort of miss the days where I could sleep as late as I wanted to, but (laughs) we've heard such things exist. (laughs) Yeah, I I hear there are people that get to dictate their own sleep schedules. Not have this little, uh, is she crawling yet? No, probably not, huh? Not yet, thankfully. No. Mm-hmm. no. Well, cool. So, um, but you've got some pretty ambitious goals for having a seven-month-old, huh? I do. Thank you. Yes, my goal right now is to try to go for my sub-four-hour marathon. So I'm about seven or eight weeks into my marathon training schedule at this point, and I'm really uh, struggling with my pace on the long runs. And when I say long run at this point, we are doing around 10 to 12 miles as our long run, and they are listed as pace runs. But as you know, Orlando is a very hot city. I've heard that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the middle of the summer. It's very hot. It's very humid. So... I'm not really having a problem meeting the pace, but I'm wondering if I might be pushing myself too hard by going down to a nine-minute mile, when maybe it might be more appropriate for me to be running a little bit slower at this point. So that's where I'd like some advice. Sure, sure. Well, um, that's a really good question because because when you want to run faster, it's like, oh, well, then I should run faster, right? Um, but like running faster is almost like seasoning your food a little bit. You got to just like sprinkle a little bit on there, but, but, but the slower runs are your pasta or your steak or whatever have you, like that's your dish, right? (laughs) That's your thing, you know, or the other way I think about it is, you know, building a pyramid and, and your bottom, bottom layer of your pyramid has got to be as wide as possible to go as high as you want it to, to get up to that four, that sub four hour marathon. And so it's those slow runs that build that base or, you know, lay the food on the plate or whatever, really bad analogy. <laughs> what other, what else can I come up with that totally doesn't go with each other? Um, but, um, but I mean, so two things I would say to you, first of all, is I would, um, we just had Greg McMillan on the podcast. Oh, um, wow. He, I love him. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So he was on, um, I think two weeks ago, Sarah, if you go back and look, mm-hmm. um, he was talking a lot about pacing and he would, he's got a great pace calculator on his website. Have you ever been on that? I have. And that's actually what I used to set my goal um, for the four hour marathon was his calculator. I put in my, a recent 5k, a 10k, a 15k and a half because I'm compulsive. Yeah. Look at that. You're like, here is all the available data. I shall enter it now. (laughs) Exactly. Really want to be able to justify my time goal. Apparently. Um, (laughs) But they're all coming up for the four hours, and I did look at that, and I noticed that his long run goals are a little bit closer to actual pace than maybe say a Jeff Galloway ish plan. Mm-hmm. So what? So what does he have you running your long runs at? Do you remember? Well, 
I do. And it goes anywhere from um, like a 906 would be the fastest up mm. until a little bit over a 10 minute mile. And okay. so it's just that right now I tend to be much closer to the nine minute pace than the 10 minute pace, which I feel like it might be okay now because I'm running shorter long runs, mm-hmm. the 10 to 12 miles. But once I get further into the mileage, I'm just worried about burning myself out. Yeah, because yeah, like I said, yeah. because um, I have done the math countless times to figure out what it takes to run uh, below four hours, and you have to run uh, slightly faster than nine ten. So I'm, you're running your long runs faster than I would have expected, because I mean, oftentimes the typical advice is to run your long runs, unless you're embedding marathon pace in them, is to do between a minute and ninety seconds slower than your goal pace. And so by that calculation, it would put you kind of around the 10 to 1030 range. And, okay. uh, and particularly given how hot it is, you know, you're running outside. And so you're, you are, I, I applaud you. You're going quite fast in those, you know, double digit runs that you're doing. So, you know, I wouldn't, uh, and I mean, a lot of, I've run with some groups that run a whole lot slower than that 60 to 90 seconds slower. So yeah, I would say feel free to slow the long run down to 10 minutes. And then, you know, I mean, I don't know if you're playing calls for it, but throwing in some marathon pace into those long runs toward the end is, I have found to be highly successful at being able to then run faster on tired legs, run the pace that you want to run on tired legs. So like if you went, like say you had an 18 miler, you would run the first, say 12 to 13 at that, you know, 10 to 10, 15. And then for that last five or so, take it down to nine minutes. And Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's a, that is a hard workout. And that is a, like Sarah said, a super, super valuable workout. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I really like that idea. Definitely. Because, um, because one thing I, um, when I was thinking about this question is we just also, um, talked to Marathon Goddess, who's a woman who ran um, 52 marathons in 52 weeks um, to raise awareness for pancreatic cancer. And um, she tried qualifying for Boston 18 times. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that's dedication for you. And um, she told us it was only after she stopped doing all her runs at race pace that she was able to BQ in marathon number 19. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. So definitely not saying slow down and just, you know, take it easy on all your runs. I mean, you definitely, you know, you've told us um, – in the, when you posed the question earlier, you said, you know, it was, you were doing some track workouts and I'm sure you're doing some tempo or whatever during the week, but, but, you know, back to Dimity's pyramid, you know, the, the, the bottom layer has to involve a lot of long, slow miles. So, um, don't, don't feel that you're slacking off somehow and that it it won't happen. Well, and you're not, and you're not slacking off. And I mean, the, the reality is, is, you know, the beautiful thing about that is, is maybe you'll finish a 14 or 15 mile run if you don't throw in those, those race pace miles, like we just said at the end and, and you won't feel totally wiped, which as we know, is a very nice thing as a mom of a soon to be crawling child. And, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, like, cause you've got the rest of your life to think about too. And so as if you can get in the training and maybe not be as wasted at the end and also get a really effective, great workout. I mean, that's just a, that's a win all around, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Eating on top, right? <laughs> You're so right about not feeling wiped out, too, because gosh, I sure miss the days when I could crawl back into bed after a long run, but that is I... not possible now. Yeah, no, no, no. There's, there's oh. at least one person in your house letting you know that is not an option, mommy. Yeah. Um, so, two, and, actually. My yeah, husband right, that's and what, my child. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, maybe. You're, oh, honey, you're back from your run here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Take this squirming <laughs> loaf of bread that I've been dealing with. Um, so in Victoria, you haven't told us what marathon are you doing? 
I am running the Space Coast Marathon in Titusville, Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's um, a fairly flat race, isn't it? It is flat and fast. I'm training mm-hmm. with Track Shack down in Orlando. Nice. Nice. Well, let us know on our Facebook page how it goes. I absolutely will. Thanks. Good luck. Take care. Okay. Thanks so much. Hi, this is Cindy Pelto from Beaverton, Oregon. And I have two kids, uh, Andrew, who is 10, and Lauren, who is 6. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. That's, those are nice ages. You're come, coming into the free zone, right, Cindy, a little bit? A little bit, yes. Is your six-year-old, is she in first grade this coming year or kindergarten? She's starting first grade this year, and my, um, my son will be in fifth grade. So this is my one year of having both kids in school full day. Oh, oh that smacks of liberation. Congratulations. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Champagne, right? I know. So I'm celebrating by training for a marathon. <laughs> yeah. oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, so which marathon are you training for? I'm training for the Portland Marathon in October. Very nice. nice. Very nice. Yes. You, cheer on, Sarah? you know, that is actually, I think the only weekend in October I'm in town because we're traveling so much in October. So yes, I will be there. I'll, I'll let Sweet. Cindy and everybody else know, I think maybe down by the Broadway. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. Bark boxes include all natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first bark box. Dimity let bark box know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com dot com slash amr that's barkbox.com slash amr woof thanks to storyworth for supporting our podcast storyworth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other here's how it works purchase a storyworth subscription for someone you love and each week storyworth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life the person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a storyworth number After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted Storyworth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. The bridge, maybe. Um... So, because I still, one of the high points of when I ran Portland was um, a dad from the soccer team. I didn't know he'd be out there. And he um, yelled out, run like a mother, Sarah. And I like pumped my hand to let him know I'd heard. And, but I didn't know who it was. And then, so then I kind of replayed it over and over. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that was Stuart. So I like texted him that afternoon. I'm like, was that you? And it just, I mean, honestly, you know, I qualified for Boston by seconds. And I, I think a big part of it was Stuart yelling that at me.
So thanks, Stuart. So, um, so Cindy, tell us about you, though. Tell us about how your training is going and what your question is. And Okay. So I'm kind of a self-proclaimed um, half-marathon addict. I've been um, enjoying that distance quite a bit. I did Eugene this last spring and used the Train Like a Mother Own It plan and loved it. It was the first time I had ever used a training plan. Nice. Um, wow. And you, yeah. you did indeed own it. Uh-huh. I did. I was really happy, really happy with my time. And um, I hit my goal right on. Um, would have liked to have run a couple seconds faster, but that's okay. Um, it was great. It was a good, it was a wonderful experience. And um, so kind of jumped right into the train like mother finish it plan for the marathon. It's my first full full marathon. Um, but I still really enjoy doing the half marathons for fun. And I just did one this last weekend um, with my friend Karen and we did the Fueled by Fine Wine, a uh, hellacious half marathon. <laughs> Which um, is not its official name, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, but it is insanely hilly and stunningly beautiful. We run through vineyards, through wine country, and um, celebrate at the end appropriately. So um, it was amazing. And um, although my, my feet and my ankles took a beating because I'm not used to running on gravel, and the majority of it was on gravel roads and, and literally through the vineyards. I mean, we were running with grapes on either side of us, which was oh, fabulous. Wow. But I'm not used to running on that kind of terrain. I'm, I'm really just a road runner. So my ankle was talking to me really loudly the next day and for several days after. And still today, I'm sitting here with ice on my ankle while I'm oh, talking oh, to you. Too. Sorry about that. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, um, so I'm trying to wrap my head around, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to do 16 miles this weekend. It's the long, like I'm staring down the longest run I've ever completed. I I did 15 in the own it half training plan. And that, that was the longest run I'd ever done. So, you know, I kind of was gearing myself up for the 16 miler this weekend. And, you know, I'm worried about taking more time off than, you know, I know I need to take time off. I know I need to rest my ankle. Otherwise, I'll just get in more trouble. So I guess my question is how much time is too much time to take off before, you know, without just being able to jump back into the training plan where you left it off without having to backtrack. Sure. Well, so wait, my first question for you is, are you sure that this like whole running through vineyards thing isn't just a ruse because they were serving Chardonnay at the at the aid stations? Not at the aid stations, but there was plenty at the finish. All right, all right, all right. Just making sure. And, and right. given that it was Oregon, it, I'm hoping it wasn't Chardonnay. Maybe it was a little Pinot Noir, you know, a little, yeah. a little Sauvignon Blanc, like, maybe. Don't yeah, exactly. bar my state's wine all right. Don't impugn Oregon wine, please. Yeah. Yeah. They're a <laughs> um, so, uh, so, so this is my thing about injuries, and um, and I am the. Oh, more what do you know about injuries, Dimity McDowell? Oh, come on! Oh, not much, not much. If you go out and do that 16 miler because you're like, I've got to get it done because I've got to stick to the training plan, and I've never run this far, and I've got this marathon, you kind of work yourself up into a frenzy. You are going to compensate for that ankle, and what's going to happen if it's your left ankle is your right hip might hurt or your right knee or your left hip or your right IT band or something else is going to pick up the slack that that ankle can't because you're babying it. And that just sets on this whole kind of waterfall of other issues. I mean, I've done it and, um, and it's really easy to do because it's just what you want to do, right? You want to stand the plan. You want to do the miles. You want to get to your goal. I would say definitely don't do that. I mean, until your ankle is pain-free and they say, you know, 
If it takes more than a week, I w- I might, you might just want to go check in with a doctor because you don't want to lose too much time on a training plan. If you are, you know, you obviously have your race set. The date isn't going to change for you. <laughs> so, um, so if, you know, if, if, if this time next week rolls around and you still feel like you've, done, you've been icing it and taking some ibuprofen and then elevating it and kind of taking care of it as best you can and it's still really talking to you, then it's time to go get some professional advice. If it's not then we think that you can skip the 16 miler just altogether, right, Sarah? Yes, yes. I mean, because um, you sort of talked about, Cindy, about backtracking and going back and, you know, picking up. I mean, we we can't stress that enough that, that don't try to make up what you miss. Just mm-hmm. pick up, you know, let's say you resume running on Monday, and I have the book right here. What is the, what week are you in? Um, you are in week nine, are you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so let's say you miss that long run 16, then it's rest, then it's a fun workout. So look, you're not, even if you don't, those are kind of two that you can just, you know, not do anything. So then, uh, Mondays is five miles with mid three at race pace. I say, make that just five miles. Mm-hmm. Not out the five miles. Yeah. 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 Because then, and then the next day is rest or cross train. So looky there, you can basically almost get to next Thursday, you know, and that in essence, you'd really, the only somewhat important one you'd be missing is 16 miles but i mean that is week you know then you're in week 10 and this is a 20 week plan so you're you're not even quite halfway there so don't don't fret about the 16 miles i realize it holds you know import because it's the longest you will have ever run but you know 16 babe is going to seem like nothing on the way back down from this training <laughs> cycle <laughs> what, what, what's the long run that next week Sarah after it 16? is um uh, 14 with 20 minutes strong finish and then the so, next week after that is 17 so if you wanted to you know quote unquote make up for it you could do 15 miles with 20 minutes and kind of you know cut you know average the two mm-hmm. and um and and uh and do that and then go up to 17 but you know, that, that leap for either from 14 to 17 or 15 to 17 isn't going to make or break you because you've had, you know, you, you've run so many halves and you've got a really nice cardiovascular base. So really your biggest, biggest issue is making sure that your body is able to handle the distance because, you know, your body with your ankle basically is, is able to handle the distance because you know that you can handle the training. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's the advice we'd give. So, yes. So keep us posted. Let us know how it goes. Um, let us know how your ankle feels. Let us know on Facebook. Sure. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Cindy. Okay. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Sarah. I have six kids and I live in Hinesville, Georgia. Well, six kids get on you. That's awesome. Uh, what, what, what's their age range? Uh, my oldest is 10 and our youngest are almost two-year-old twins. Oh, twins, right on Twin Powers Activate. Um, what, what gender are they? Boy, girl. Oh, yes. That's what I have as well. My, wow. My... Was that where twins a surprise at the end? Were you hoping for five and you got six? I mean, of course you want, you know, I'm not saying you right. want to get rid of one, but I mean. No, it, it was a complete sur- surprise and we giggled uh, and we laughed so hard that I thought the ultrasound tech was going to have to get up because we just we laughed and laughed and laughed. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome! Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh, I have to say that my um, great grandmother she had, gosh, she had some like ten kids, and the last four were two sets of twins, boy girl, oh, no. boy girl. Yes. So, oh, so, so the joke can happen again. So be careful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it sounds like we hear somebody there in the background. So that adds yes. to the color of this. So Sarah, tell us what it is you're looking to do. Trying to figure out how to uh, 
when I'm marathon training, how to get faster. I get caught up so much in trying to increase the distance and how do you balance still getting the distance with getting faster at the same time. So, and how many marathons have you done? I've done one. Yeah. Well, I mean, so what type of speed work does your plan call for currently? Uh, You know, and that's, this is probably part of my problem. I've not ever done a whole lot of speed work. The last time I trained, I, I just, I don't know if it's the, the anaerobic aerobic switch, but the first three miles are always just terrible for me. And then, so I would try and do intervals, um, try and do some, some hill training, but it never really stuck. And I felt like I was just trying to get the, the marathon train, get the distance running in. And I never really had any good speed work. Well, there's a couple of things that you could do. I mean, so are you following a plan right now, Sarah, or are you, are you just kind of doing your own thing right now? Just kind of doing my own thing. Okay. Well, so um, probably the easiest thing for you to do with, you know, six kids and wanting to get faster is to get on a plan so you don't have to overthink it yourself. I mean, was that appealing at all to you or not? Oh, it, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because like our, our own it plan in Train Like a Mother, it, which I've now um, followed three times so I can attest to its its power and its variety. I mean, there are just all sorts of different types of speed work that they, they can get worked in. There's strides at the end of a workout. There's intervals, track sessions, tempo runs, negative split runs, you know, embedding race pace into longer runs. And, you know, it sounds a little daunting when I name them all out loud, but they all kind of serve a different purpose. They fall in different places of the workouts. And I just find they they never get old. They they I just always kind of feel fresh. And I too, I find, gosh, i find it so hard in the beginning of a run to go faster. And like, that's the joy of, we have negative split runs, for instance, which um, sometimes will be like, you know, six miles. So you do the first three slower than the um, second three miles. And I love it. Cause I'm like, well, I always start out slower <laughs> than I finish. So pretty much every run I do is a negative split run, but, but you know, it's kind of adding in little pieces. So, um, like doing strides at the end of a workout. So, you know, you go out and you run four miles easy and then you just kind of pick it up for six or seven times or something like that at the end for very short distance. And, you know, it all works on leg turnover and it boosts your aerobic capacity and just kind of teaches your body how to hang on and keep going, you know, in over the course of a longer distance and, and not have your speed drop down precipitously. Mommy. Oh, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mommy. Emma, mommy, do you have a, a Garmin or a DPS? I do. I do have a Garmin. And I guess I, part of my... What would what would happen is you know especially with having kids and my husband's in the army and the last time I trained it was he was in Iraq and so I didn't have a whole lot of backup but I sure. felt like something had to give and so it was my speed work um, and so you know I, I felt like I just dragged myself through the marathon and you know trying to find something that will work not have to spend so much time but not you know I'm always worried that when I spend time doing the speed work that I'm just missing the distance. Training no, see, I... see, but that's what on our on our own it plan, and I, and you know you could also try our finish it plan, which has some speed work in it as well. Um, since you haven't been on a training plan before, that might be what I recommend. But that they are, you know, like for instance, I'm looking at the own it plan, and at the end of week three, it calls for 15 miles with five at race pace, which means that you go out, you know, you maybe run seven miles, and then at seven miles, you, you, and you run those first seven at kind of an easy pace, and then at seven you. You switch it, you know, switch a mental switch and you go faster for the next five. For from seven to 12, you run faster. And then for those last three miles, you kind of take it easy and, and bring it home. And so that you haven't sacrificed going that long distance, but you've worked on speed and you've taught your legs 
what it is you want them to do on race day, which is to go you know, faster than, than you usually do over a, a long distance. Does that make sense? That definitely makes sense. That sounds that sounds like really great. I the great plan. Yeah. And the other the other easy way to sneak in speed workouts, which is not um, you don't have to go to a track, you know, and, and really get all geeky about your numbers, is is hill repeats. I mean, that's like strength and speed bundled up in one. And as as a mom, it's a great combo package. So I mean, you know, if I were you, I would definitely have one day of every week be a tough hill interval workout. You know, do you have a a good hill close by, a longer hill? I don't currently, but we're in the process of moving, so I'm hoping to to move to a hill. No, oh, yeah, that's how you'll choose your six kids, and you're moving, and your husband's in the military. Where are you, where are you moving to, Sarah? Uh, we're moving to Germany tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sarah. All right, I just I just want to give you a little reality check because I love you and I want you to succeed. Like, if you get through this marathon, I mean, if you get through this marathon, like that is a total victory and success. I mean, I want you to go faster because you want to go faster. But I also want you to appreciate where you are in your life right now. And the fa- and the reality is, is you've got a lot of demands on your time and your energy. And so right now, if I were in your position, training for a marathon would feel impossible. So, I mean, I love that you want to go faster, but don't beat yourself up too much if you can't do it this time. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. That That's great advice. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Now you can go and run on some Bavarian hills or something. I, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. I love that idea. And also the joy of, of discovering your new settings and, you know, your new surroundings and everything like that. So what race are you, do you have a race? Um, are you signed up for a race already? Um, no, and I'm not signed up for a race yet, but I have, I want to do a, a half uh, this this winter, and then uh, hopefully a full next summer. So here's what we would love for you to do, Sarah. Is email us um, at runmother. At oh yeah, Gmail. no, I, I'm all one step ahead of you, Dimity. I already have her email address, so I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna send her our plan, um, the marathon the own it plan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can take a look at them and kind of see how the the menu all fits into a training plan, and you'll see that it's um, a whole lot more doable than you think. But that's once you get the boxes unpacked, you get the kids, you know, ready for their new schools, all that good. stuff. Stuff. So, um, so good luck tomorrow, Sarah. We will, as we go through our like, you know, mundane grocery shopping and making dinner, we'll be thinking of you getting on a plane to Germany. That's very exciting. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, this is Phoebe. I'm calling from the Lakes region of New Hampshire, and I have three hot, sweaty little boys. All right, hot, sweaty. They're not well, always hot and sweaty. Just today. Oh, the last couple of weeks, maybe? Yeah. How are you, ladies? We are good. We are good. You were our um, last guest on this debut Car Talk-esque call-in show. Well, that so I assume you've already established your Click and Clack-esque names, yes? Uh, well, we have. Um, so I, I, we recorded a place called Pagateam, and I come into the studio, and they have nicknames for us here that they only draw use on occasion. And um, they are, drumroll please, um, Dimity is Snowball and I'm Raindrop. (laughs) And it's... You sound like Santa's reindeer. And it's not... The ones that didn't make a cut. It's, it's a, aww. Um, it's a, but it's, it's not, it's not exactly weather related. Dimity got her nickname because we made her get a snowball mic to have better sound quality. So then since I'm, I must've been the winter time. So then we're thinking, oh, snowball. Oh, well, I'm in Portland. So it rains. So I'm raindrop. So, and it's her. Huh? 
Yeah, it well, does. So they do sound. They do sound vaguely like you know strawberry shortcakes pony <laughs> names or something like yeah, that. Though yeah, I'm, not, exactly. I'm not loving it. Okay, well, I've been thinking about that nonstop, but I still haven't come up. Okay, well, you maybe haven't? we'll have to put it to our Facebook community what our nickname should be, or when we when we post this podcast. Well, I came up with things, but they sound not very appropriate, like chafe and chap. <laughs> Chafin, Chafin, what? Champ? Chap. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What, kind of one, one step like, up from porn nicknames. That's what you're giving us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. And, and I don't want to I don't want to go there. Like, clip and clop. And then I'm thinking, oh, oh, one I thought of, actually. Fleet and feet. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I listened to last week's podcast last night. And, Dimity, and your poor obsession with feet. <laughs> oh, yes. But I like fleet and feet. That's kind of good. That's kind of good. Yeah, I like and it. And you never like have it. to reveal who's who, really. <laughs> because... Click and clack. I don't know who's Tom, who's Ray. Right, I, that, I know. I don't either. And I was like, who's Ray and who's... I don't even realize other name. One of them snorts more than the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. So, so Phoebe, I know you didn't call us just to talk about um, what our nickname should be. What, what is your actual question? <laughs> All right. Well, it sort of relates, I think, to my hot, sweaty boys in the time of year. I have lost my mojo motivation. <laughs> I'm oh. on. I know. I'm on page 100 of Train Like a Mother. I flipped the page to the second page of the Own It plan for marathon, which I'm very excited to flip the page. But every day I have to run, <laughs> it's, it's less joy and more dread. And, and that's not true every day, every, every day. But that, that was definitely the way I was feeling when I emailed you the question. Well, see, I think you need to, though, <laughs> see the um, peaks versus just the valleys. Because um, mm-hmm. what week are you in? Are you in? I'm week eight. I'm coming up on a 20 miler on Saturday. Oh no, 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 no! You're coming up on a 20 mile. No, you're not. Woo! No, you're not. Oh, yep. you're week. Oh, you're fishing week seven. Yes, I'm fishing week seven. <laughs> but you got to do a fun workout on Monday, you know. So that's so I'm saying you got to, you know, you got to be more. Um, one thing you got to be more glass half full type, you know. And so and Wednesday today you got to rest or cross train, didn't you? Oh, and you know this baby rested. <laughs> I would have too. I would have. But I too. rocked ten miles on a Tuesday morning, Sarah. Holy smokes! And I did. I did it, and I was awesome, and I'm proud of it. But ten miles on a Tuesday? I literally had to run at like four thirty on Sunday morning. I mean, see, but then. I better PQ, baby. <laughs> Zoom back for a second, Phoebe. I mean, sure, sure. because we um, know that you recently had a child. I mean, how old is your youngest son? Uh, he is 15 months old. 15 months. So, I mean, and, I, and I'm not asking this like, I'm not criticizing you or anything, but is, is a BQ, are you just like, is it in every cell of your body right now? Like, do you want it? I oh, oh, want oh. it because you want, you think that that's what you should do. I want it because when I, we won't say that he wasn't. but when I first was a teeny bit pregnant with him and I did figure it out pretty close to the beginning but I was like rocking it like two summers ago I was like all over I was like oh this is so happening and then I got pregnant and I kept running but you know I'm I'm not going to be cute when I'm three or four months pregnant it's just not happening so a I want to do it then and then of course Boston happened this year and then I have a very dear friend who could be cute maybe not in her sleep but Maybe just after waking up. I mean, she's real. So, I, you know, she's going to run with me. So I'm feeling good about my chances. I don't think. Because it's- you also had qualified. You sh- you left out the important part. You had yeah. BQ'd already and you and I were going to yeah. um, join forces and see each other at Boston. You would leave me in your dust. But yeah. then uh, we, we, you were going to run 2012 and. And instead, Gabe came along. We love him. He's yes, funny. yes. So, <laughs> um, so, but how to find your mojo motivation? Which I love that word. Have you trademarked it? Because if not, we will. I don't think I came up with it. <laughs> oh dang! So, I think I yeah. Somewhere. So, I think a train plan is often like pregnancy. 
Whereas you get to kind of that, you know, you're far enough from the beginning that you can't remember what it's like to not be on the training plan and the race is still far enough away. And I think this feeling will pass in a week or two, but that doesn't help you. I mean, just mix it up. I mean, do you have a chance? I know the heat and humidity is getting to you. Do you have the opportunity to go indoors and run you know, on a treadmill so that you can be in some air conditioning and maybe catch up on your, you know, Mad Men viewing or something like that. <laughs> um, you know, could you start running with it to find another speedy friend, start, you know, running with her or him, you know, just kind of mix some things up. Yeah, I think those those are possibilities, less the treadmill thing and more more finding other folks. There is a running club in town that I have not tried because my the other trauma in my life is that my B, my BRF lived only in New Hampshire for a mm. year and she's moving back to Vermont her home state which is lovely for her but devastating for me they're, they're not so far away they're there you can just top on to top I know these east coast one, right? states right Dimity I mean how far away can anything be like six exactly. seven hundred miles yeah. that's nothing you guys do that for the grocery <laughs> store right <laughs> Well, so yes, I mean, I think um, I think those are great suggestions. The other thing is, I think if I were you, I would, might even just take a week off. Mm. I mean, and I know that that sounds heretical, but honestly, like it is really you have a lot of demands on your time and energy. This is what I just said to the person before, but I just think it is more important that you um, make sure that that you're like kind of raring to go again. And yeah. I mean, you've got a long, you've got 12 more weeks to go. And yes, I realize that you got to keep pushing, but that has how many 20 mile runs it in it, Sarah? Three. Three. Three, yeah. So this is your yeah. first one. I, I think if you miss one of those, I think you would still be fine personally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think I would skip the run. I think, and I think for this 20 mile, I'm going to, I'm going to put on my big girl panties and do it. <laughs> But okay. <laughs> can we have a can we have a picture of you and your big girl panties on our Facebook page, please? <laughs> well, if I could win what was this week's um Wednesday with the tutu, oh man. Yes. I, oh. I think maybe I just need a few tutus and I would be wicked inspired. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean you might you might not have to skip a week, but I guess I mean be kind to yourself. It would be my my thing. And so if you do miss a week a run or two in the middle of the week you'll be okay. If there's a day where you don't want to do the speed work and you would rather just go do like a lovely four mile route next to a cool lake and jump in after, I would do that. You know, I mean, I would just kind of do what you need to do to get through to the point where you feel like I've got this again, you know, keep kind of fake it till you make it, take a small, small break if you need it. And then just keep going. Those all sound like song titles. My gosh. (laughs) So, and we have to wrap this thing up because otherwise we keep talking to Phoebe just all afternoon. So, um, so thank you. Wait, Dimity, Dimity, Dimity. I have never, I don't think, spoken directly to an Iron Mother. And maybe, and I didn't know it. So anyway, I just want to say congratulations and I'm feeling the power. Thanks. Thanks. Well, and that's what, I mean, and honestly, I was in that place with this. I mean, I, I wanted Iron Man more than anything I've wanted, you know, in a very long time. So that's kind of what drove me. That's why I asked you that at the beginning, because mm-hmm. for something like a BQ, like that is a very ambitious goal. So you've got to kind of really want it, first of all. Yeah. But then I, there were a lot of times where I did, I just faked it until I make it, just get up and get it done. And you know, put on some new music, reward yourself with a latte, just do do stuff that that feels good to you that and and, and just keep going through the motions and one day it'll click. Thank you. And yes, there will be lattes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there'll be lattes. Hey, thank you, Lee. Right, thank you, Phoebe. Talk to All you right. soon. Bye. 
Well, that was a ton of fun. And if you feel like getting more chit-chat from us and advice and listening to other women on the internet, go to our Facebook page, which is Run Like a Mother, the book. Our website is anothermotherrunner.com. On Twitter, we're at the Mother Runner. Our books are Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, which you heard a lot about some of our training plans. They're available on amazon.com. Many happy miles to you. Thank you.